You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, thanks for tuning into the podcast today. I'm really glad to have you. And welcome back, Dave Kiesling from Philanthrocor, all the way in Colorado Springs. Dave is an expert in Christian stewardship, especially as related to estate planning. Uh, so Dave Kiesling, hey, welcome back to the Church Church Life Podcast. Thanks, Ben. It's great to be here. Yeah. So yesterday, we just I kicked off with a general idea of uh, stewardship. I just reminded the church family that you know that our time, our our talents, our treasure, that these things belong to God. Let's use them. But uh, one place that I'm really in your debt is I'm, I'm I'll be honest with you, and I'm I, I feel guilty saying this, Dave. But I've always been aware that I was responsible for how I used those resources during my lifetime. I, I to be honest with you, I never thought much about my responsibility with those resources um, after I'm gone. And so that's one place that your relationship has really impacted me. So tell, tell me what it is that you do and why you do what you do, Dave. Well, if I had to summarize it in a sentence or two, I would say that our purpose, our sense of call is that we, we could come alongside the body of Christ and help them learn to think biblically about estate planning. And um, let me back up a second to something that came to me as we were talking yesterday about the term stewardship. I mean, and and I think the body of Christ often is confused about, about what that means. I, I believe there's a pretty big difference between how the scripture views income versus capital. Um, and we apply the term stewardship when we think about putting something in the offering plate or responding to a great appeal that comes in the mail or just tithing. We, we tend to think of that as our stewardship, but I'm not so sure that that's the best way to view uh, our income. I don't think that the Lord cares much whether we drive a Chevy or a Lexus. I, I don't know that he cares whether we live in a four bedroom home or a three bedroom home. Um, the income that's earned is something that he makes possible. Um, but we do get to decide we're, we're really free to decide how to spend a great deal of that on, on housing, on life insurance proceeds, on all kinds of things. It, but where the Bible is very clear, uh, is, uh, is when you think about the capital that we accumulate in our estate over a lifetime of God's blessing and our labor. What, what the Lord makes clear in scripture about that is that he owns 100% of that. It's all his. The land, the cattle on a thousand hills, the silver, the gold, all of that is his. And that's a different view than, than, he, than, there is, than he presents of our income. Uh, so I want to separate the two because most of us as committed Christians will sit in church pews for decades sometimes, and we're good givers. We respond with joy. We understand that there's a, a, a delight in being able to partner with the Lord and accomplishing things that he wants us to accomplish through our checkbooks. And uh, so many of us are, are faithful responders uh, to the Lord from our income. But our checkbooks, if you give for 30 years out of your checkbook, 
even if you tithe out of your checkbook and maybe give beyond that. For the typical American, you'll touch about 9% of your net worth. That's all. The rest of what you own and control is tied up in things like insurance policies and a home you live in or a business you may own or uh, you know retirement accounts, things that you really can't, can't access for the kingdom while you're alive. But at the point of uh, end of life, where we're making those end of life stewardship decisions, which, which really comes down to just going before the Lord and determining, how do you want me to steward this? How, how should I transition into the kingdom myself by stepping into your presence? What, what would you have me do with what you've blessed me with? That's the point where 91% of the typical American's net worth is going to be managed. And uh, most Americans have never given a thought. It doesn't matter how faithful they have been in those church pews with their checkbooks over the decades. Most Christians have never given a thought to the idea that stewardship really primarily, I think, applies to our end of life to, uh, financial decisions. And one statistic I'll, I'll give you, we, ben, we've been keeping track of this statistic since we started this company in the early 1980s. And that's that among Christian families that we get to do plans for, um, uh, if they already have a plan in place, one of the things we always want to find out is what does that plan include? And for Christian families that have already done a will, only one out of 40 has included anything for the kingdom. And so what, what do you mean by that, Dave? Like only one out of 40 has said, hey, I, I would like to leave a gift to the church, to Samaritan's Purse, to this ministry, or I mean... It, is that what you're telling me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, the ministries that have impacted them most profoundly over their lifetimes, 39 out of 40 do not even think about those organizations as something that they want to perpetuate into the future. Okay. And I, I just think that's tragic because it's, I mean, if we really believe what we say we believe, that God owns it all, then our estate planning ought to start on our knees, not on our lawyer's office. And uh, I think there are two biblical precepts that ought to govern everybody's estate plan. Uh, and neither of them is headcount. Um, the first one is simply love. Uh, I mean, God loved us so much. He gave everything he had so we could spend eternity with him. So if we make our estate planning decisions based upon love, we're going to be on a solid foundation. Uh, the other biblical principle that's very sound is dependency. Uh, Paul wrote to Timothy and said, you're worse than an infidel, worse than an unbeliever, if you fail to take care of those in the household of faith. Well, those in the household of faith is a verse about dependence. Does that change with some discipleship? I mean, as you guys, as you guys engage that, does that change some? It absolutely does, Ben. When, when, when we have finished working with families, 39 out of 40 have given into the kingdom. And uh, it's not because we ask. There's nobody in Philanthrocorp as we walk families through a, an estate planning process. Uh, there is never a point in time where we ask them to make a gift. What we're doing is helping them begin to think biblically about this most important act of stewardship they're ever going to undertake. And it's a natural thing then for committed Christians to recognize, oh my, I had never thought about that. I really want to do that. And, and part of the reality, Ben, is there's really only three places you can leave the stuff. There's only three buckets out there. 
One is people that you care about, like kids and grandkids. Two is ministries that you value enough to want to help perpetuate their mission into the future. And three is the Internal Revenue Service. <laughs> there just aren't any other options. <laughs> and so for the believer, it comes down to the art. And it is an art. It's not a science. There's no formula for this. But how do you want to allocate? Once we've eliminated door number three, how do you want to allocate what God's entrusted to you, to the people that you care about and the ministries that matter? And uh, if, if, if the decision making is based on those criteria, it, it'll be a sound result that you can feel excited about stepping into it so many ways. One of the things that impacted me, you know, when you were first talking about the, the, the need uh, for Christian estate planning is, you know, it struck me, you know, when you said, okay, after, after somebody has just discipled a church and said, Hey, you know, church family, listen, think about, think about how to leave a legacy for the kingdom after you're gone, how to steward your resources. You know, you get to make those decisions. And so you're responsible for those decisions. You know, what's going to happen. You said, you know, after, after people talk about, after people talk to a church about that, you know, 39 out of 40, you know, make a kingdom focused decision with at least some portion um, of what, after they've prayed and discerned what the Lord wants. But what struck me is when you were making that presentation to me, I think for the first time, you said, Ben, here's the thing, man, plenty of people in our Christian churches are going to leave, are going to leave money to the library fund. They're going to leave money to a, to the scholarship fund for the, you know, athletic department, Mississippi state university or Southern Miss or Ole Miss or Alabama. And the reason they're going to, they're going to leave, uh, they're, the reason they're going to leave their resources to these organizations is because somebody asked, you know, somebody from a booster club or an alumni association said, Hey, would you think about us, you know, in your state planning? And, you know, these people said, sure. And, but nobody's ever looked up from the kingdom and said, Hey, you know, I wonder, have you thought about how to steward your resources, even after you've taken care of your kids, taken care of your family, have you thought about what God would have you to do uh, down, down the road in the kingdom? Church family, thanks for tuning in today. I hope that this episode has been useful to you. I know it was for me. Estate planning is not something that I was thinking about very much until more recently. So I appreciate the ministry of Philanthrocorp. And I want to remind you, just as I said yesterday, that we would love to offer the opportunity for 10 of our church families to go through counseling with Philanthrocorp on one of two Zoom conferences on February the 16th or February the 25th so that you can get all of your things together. And Philanthrocorp can help you provide an estate plan that you could take to a lawyer's office and have it finalized so that you would know that you have been a good steward even to the very end. If you're interested in the two Zoom meetings, they are February the 16th at 3 p.m., February the 25th at 7 p.m. Call the church to get on the list to be one of those 10. No cost to you, although there would be a cost when you take your documents to your lawyer's office to have them finalized. It's a great opportunity, in my opinion, to begin thinking about estate planning. So church family, I love you. Thanks for tuning in today. Share this with anybody that you think would benefit. God bless. God bless.